Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, October 10th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, we have a lot to get to, but first of all, I want to apologize as my voice is still recovering from the weekend, and luckily for me, it was an unranked versus unranked team, so I don't have to talk about that game. But as always, let us start with some baseball. So with some home run news, Albert Pujols hit home run number 703 on Monday. However, the Cardinals are out of playoffs after the wild card game, so that is it. So what amazing career for Pujols. He ends with 703. On the flip side, Aaron Judge is not done, and he did finally get past that 61 mark. In the second game of a doubleheader in Texas on Tuesday, in the first inning at his first at-bat, Aaron Judge hit his 62nd home run of the season, so that is official. He is the official American League single-season home run record holder. The overall record was set by Barry Bonds in 2001 with 73. Also, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire are also ahead of Judge. There are six total ahead of him. However, most people think those shouldn't be counted due to the fact that that was admittedly during the time of steroids in the MLB. Moving on from home run news into the wild card games, and it was a wild weekend. Three out of the four, I will say, were decided in straight games. That is not actually a term used in baseball. That's more like tennis straight sets, but it works for this. I'm using it. So, But don't go ahead and use that in the office. No one will have any idea what you're talking about. But the Guardians beat the Rays in close, low-scoring games, both 2-1 to one and then 1-0. to zero. So those were super close. In the other American League wildcard game, the Mariners put away the Blue Jays in just two games. The Mariners beat the Blue Jays in game one, four to zero, despite both teams having seven hits apiece. The second game was much closer with the Seattle team winning 10 to nine, and they actually came back from a seven run deficit. So the exact opposite of the Guardians Rays where it was all really close. These were really high scoring games. The Phillies made the playoffs for the first time in 11 years and are now on to the division rounds after beating the Cardinals. They won the first game 6-3 and the second 2-0. The only game that went to that winner-take-all third game was also probably the biggest shock of the weekend in the wild cards. The Mets have been eliminated by the Padres. The Mets were the only wild card team with 100 wins going into the wild card round, but holding true to its name, the games were wild and the Padres won in an exciting game three. The Padres came out swinging in game one, winning seven to one, but the Mets came back in a nice game on Saturday, seven to three to force game three. Game three was not a competition, though. The San Diego team came out swinging to win six to zero. 
So now the postseason is officially set. We have on the American League side, we have the Guardians versus the Yankees, and the Mariners will take on the Astros. On the National League, we have the Phillies versus the Braves, and then the Padres taking on the Dodgers. So as baseball season wraps up, season begins next week for the NBA. This week we are wrapping up preseason, and I will get to that next week on the regular season NBA games. For college football, this was week six, and we saw six losses in the top 25. Number 18, UCLA remains undefeated after beating number 11, Utah, by 10. That score would have been worse for the Utes if it hadn't been for a late pick six for Utah in the final six minutes of that game. Number 13, Kentucky continues to spiral after losing last week to Ole Miss. Then they lose this week to unranked South Carolina. They also lost by 10 as well. This is the first road win for the Gamecocks in over a year. Notre Dame is looking better after winning against number 16 BYU by eight. That's kind of an odd score. So I did go ahead and do some checking. The Fighting Irish did get a safety in the second quarter. Number 19, Kansas was facing off against number 17 TCU in college game day for the very first time in Lawrence. And well, the Jayhawks could have dealt with some more luck because their QB goes down in the first half and the Jayhawks take their first loss of the season. TCU won that game 38 to 31. It was a slow first half. Then both teams came back to score 21 points apiece in the third quarter. Arizona State is currently operating with an interim coach after firing head coach Herm Edwards. Herm would have been proud this weekend of his Sun Devils, though, as they knocked off number 21 Washington, winning 45-38. to This also just brings up kind of a funny point. We have five schools that are currently dealing with interim head coaches right now because they've already fired their head coach. Four of them played this weekend in all four one. Nebraska beat Rutgers, Arizona State beat Washington, Wisconsin beat Northwestern, and Georgia Tech beat Duke in overtime. Colorado is the other team that has an interim head coach, but they had a bye this past weekend. And the final loss in the top 25 this week was number 25 LSU got destroyed by number eight Tennessee. 40 to 13. This was a nice win for the volunteers as they get ready to host game day this weekend for their game against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Speaking of the Tide, their games were a little bit too close. Alabama was literally one play away from getting beaten by unranked Texas A&M, who was looking to score the game-winning touchdown on the three-yard line but came up short. NC State was trailing Florida State 17-3 to before scoring 16 unanswered points, coming back to win 19-17. to Number 20, Kansas State was only favored by a point and a half, but the Wildcats still didn't cover that, winning by just one point in a very low-scoring game against Iowa State, 10-9. And number 24, Cincinnati did not look good this weekend, but they did hold on to win against a one-win South Florida team by just four. There are only 15 teams in the FBS that are currently undefeated, and they are Ole Miss, Ohio State, Coastal Carolina, Oklahoma State, Penn State, Clemson, TCU, Syracuse, USC, 
James Madison. This is also like their first year in the FBS, I believe. Tennessee, Michigan, UCLA, Alabama, and Georgia. Of all of those 15 teams, only Coastal Carolina is not currently ranked. Moving to the pro side, it was week five in the NFL, and 10 games were determined by a touchdown or less. This crazy week began with Thursday night football, the Colts versus the Broncos game, going into overtime and culminating in a Colts win 12-9, to and this game was just plagued with multiple injuries. The Texans got their first win of the season over the Jags with a touchdown in the fourth. They won 13-6. to The Giants shut down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the red zone on fourth down with 65 seconds to go in the game to seal that W. The Bills only allowed three points against a very injured Steelers team. The Chargers kicked a field goal for the only points in the fourth quarter, but it was enough to beat the Browns. I usually don't mention shutouts, but this one is so impressive, I feel like I had to. The Patriots and their rookie third-string quarterback, Billy Zappi, beat the Lions 29-0. They are literally on their third quarterback, and Zappi was just absolutely amazing. He is from Western Kentucky, people. The defending Super Bowl champs are also struggling, losing to the Cowboys this weekend to become 2-3 and for the season. Phillies fans breathe a huge sigh of relief after the Cardinals missed the game-tying field goal as time expired. They are still undefeated. They won that game 20-17. In contrast to that, the Ravens nailed their game-winning field goal over the Bengals. The Carolina Panthers have fired their head coach, Matt Rule, after starting the season 1-4, and and he had a total record with the team of 11-27. and Rule was only there for two years and five games into his seven-year contract, and this also comes after the owner literally had said it's probably going to take about five to six years to rebuild this team. Clearly, Rule did not get that. If you are not a huge college football fan, Matt Rule's name has been mentioned multiple times to take some of these openings that are already open, and there will be more openings in college football, I'm sure, as we get the season going. So expect Matt Rule's name to be mentioned a lot. Also, the Dolphins cannot catch a break with their second-string quarterback being put in concussion protocol for the second week in a row. Teddy Bridgewater is their second stringer. He was hit during the play that I posted a link to on the blog. He then passed the locker room concussion exam but stayed out after a new ataxia rules dictate that if a player shows physical effects that could be due due to a concussion, then they are ruled out. This is if like the player stumbles, if they get off balance movements, that kind of thing, that rigmarotis like crazy hand thing that Tua was doing. If there is a physical effect that could be because of a concussion, they are now ruled out. This is to help rule out players on the side of caution and some sad news and a little bit of girly news Tom Brady and Giselle have both gotten divorce lawyers so I guess when he retired and was supposed to be done and then came back the Bucks fans were happy but not everyone was including his wife so there is no official like filing or anything like that as of yet, but both have lawyered up. I did see something that was really funny. It was like Giselle, the only person to take a ring away from Tom Brady, along with like Eli Manning and stuff, which I thought was pretty hilarious. 
Moving along to golf. Tom Kim has become just the third player since 1974 to win a stroke play event without carding a bogey this weekend at the Shriners Children's Open. He is also the first player on the PGA Tour since Tiger to win two tournaments before turning 21 years old. Now, Patrick Cantlay and Tom Kim were tied on the final hole of the tournament, and Lord knows you don't want to be tied with Patty Ice in that situation, but Patty Ice can't always be himself, and the 18th got him that day. Cantlay hooked his shot off the tee into a bush, then took a penalty drop after he couldn't quite hack it out of the bush that he was in. He then hit his next shot into the water and finally made a clutch 35-foot putt, but that was for triple bogey truly a mess for Cantlay but Kim parred the hole to take his second PGA Tour title in his rookie season there was also a live golf event this weekend in Bangkok and although Eugenio Lopez Chukara won the tournament by three shots Dustin Johnson came away as the big winner DJ has already locked up the live golf individual championship two events before the end of the season. That also means he has earned up to date a $12.758 million just for playing in six events over the last four months. And then add that ultimate prize of $18 million on top of that. That brings his total this year to $30 million with two events to go. Also, just a little bit of hockey news because the NHL season does start this week. So we are super excited about that. That will be more in what to watch this upcoming week. The Lightning, however, has suspended defenseman Ian Cole for sexual abuse allegations that are now under investigation. Supposedly, he sexually abused a minor, quote-unquote, grooming her for four years, according to the social media post where the news dropped. Cole is now under investigation, like I said, but this is terrible timing for the team as they open season on Tuesday against the Rangers. Cole has played for the league for 12 years and joined the Lightning this year alone for a one-year $3 million deal. We do have some Olympic news this week, and this one hits a little close to home for me. One of my favorite moments in all of sports is where Team GBR, Great Britain, sprinter Derek Redmond tore his hamstring on the back straight of the 400-meter semifinals in the 1992 Olympics, and his dad, Jim, came out onto the track, literally pushed people out of the way to get there to help him across the finish line. Again, this was back during the Barcelona Olympics, and I am sad to report that Jim has died at age 81. This is the dad. He also got to be a torchbearer during the run before the London Olympics. So truly one of the most memorable moments in sports, and it just hits hard to home. So also just so that most of you who probably don't know this, technically Redmond was considered a do not finish, but it is still an amazing moment. Sticking with Team GBR, the sprinter CJ Yuha was on the 4x100 meter relay team for the Tokyo Olympics, and he has now tested positive for a banned substance. However, he was cleared for intentional cheating. This just means that they will lessen the penalty a little bit. He took a contaminated substance that was literally 
10 pounds from Amazon instead of going to trusted suppliers. He even admitted himself during COVID he got complacent due to just all the complications that was going on with COVID. The ban was shortened due to it not being intentional to 22 months. That ends June 5th, 2023, so before the Paris Olympics. Team GBR, though, was demoted from their silver medal at the Tokyo Olympics, though. That puts the new medal podium as Italy, Canada, and then China. We actually have some soccer news this week as well. So rampant sexual and emotional abuse scandals have been found for the U.S. Women's National Team organization, specifically by three men. These three men were allowed to still be involved in the soccer world, including coaching women's professional teams after complaints were filed like back in 2015 filed. Former players of one of the coaches mentioned how they were sexually abused, including trying to get players to kiss each other to get out of training, sent lewd photos, and one time one of the coaches attended a game film session in his underwear. However, the reason why he was initially dismissed was not made public in 2015, so he was quickly rehired by another pro team. That is just one of the five other dismissals of coaches in the league with allocations of abuse. This was a breaking E60 interview and a huge TV special. I put a link to one of the interviews that's from that E60 TV special on the blog. So if you want to check that out and see the whole thing, go to that post. This is also just three days after that premiere. 76,893 fans packed the stadium to watch England versus the United States in an international friendly match. This is the largest attendance for a, fr- a international friendly for the U.S. women's national team ever. I'm sure this is not the last we will hear of these allegations and the ways we are going to fix this from becoming a problem as now this is USA Gymnastics and now obviously with soccer and plenty others have followed suit. Let's move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Of course, we have to start with the MLB because it is full-on postseason, which begins tomorrow, Tuesday. The National League Division Game 1, Phillies at the Braves at 12.07 on Fox. The second National League game will be the Padres at the Dodgers at 8.37 on Fox Sports 1. The American League Game 1 will be the Mariners at the Astros at 2.37 on TBS, followed by the Guardians at the Yankees at 6.37 also on TBS. Then we split them up. Wednesday, the National League Game 2, Phillies at the Braves at 3.35 p.m. on Fox, and Game 2, Padres at the Dodgers at 7.37 on Fox Sports 1. Thursday, we then flip to the American League Game 2, Mariners at the Astros at 2.37 on TBS, and the Guardians at the Yankees at 6.37 also on TBS. Friday, National League Game 3, Braves at the Phillies at basically TBD timing right now, but on Fox Sports 1, same goes for the Dodgers at the Padres. Saturday, all four games will be in action. American League Game 3, Yankees at the Guardians will be TBD on TBS, followed by the Astros at the Mariners. Then the National League Game 4, Braves at the Phillies will be TBD on Fox Sports 1. That is if it is necessary. These are games of best of seven, so Game 4 may not be necessary if one team sweeps. 
Same goes for the Dodgers at the Padres, which will follow on Fox Sports 1. Sunday will be all, if necessary, games. American League Game 4, Yankees at the Guardians at TBD on TBS, followed by the Astros at the Mariners. And same for the National League, Phillies at the Braves Game 5 at TBD on Fox Sports 1, followed by the Padres at the Dodgers. The final NBA preseason games that will be on TV Wednesday. You can catch the Nets at the Bucks at 630 on ESPN, followed by the Timberwolves at the Lakers at 9. And then on Friday, the Nuggets at the Warriors will wrap up the preseason at 9 p.m. on ESPN 2. This week in college football, we've got a lot of great games. We also have teams who have a bunch of buys. So the this but this week week 7 is a ton of matchups. Top 25, it is 6 of them that will be ranked first ranked. So Starting with number 10, Penn State at number 5, Michigan. That will be at 11 a.m. on Fox. Followed by number 3, Alabama at 6, Tennessee at 2.30 on CBS. That is college game day. Number 8, Oklahoma State will face undefeated number 13, TCU at 2.30. That will be on ABC for the Big 12 matchup. Number 15, NC State will play number 18, Syracuse, at 2.30, also on ACC Network. Number 16, Mississippi State will take on number 22, Kentucky, at 6.30 on SEC Network. And then a huge matchup in the Pac-12, number 7, USC, at number 20, Utah, at 7 p.m. on Fox. For the NFL, Monday Night Football, actually right now, is the Raiders at the Chiefs at 7.15 on ESPN. Thursday Night Football will be the Commanders at the Bears at 7.15 on Prime TV. Sunday, you can catch eight games at noon on Fox or CBS. The Fox games are 49ers at the Falcons, Jets at the Packers, Vikings at the Dolphins, and the Buccaneers at the Steelers. CBS are Patriots at the at the Browns, Jags at the Colts, Bengals at the Saints, and Ravens at the Giants. Then at 3.05 on Fox, you can either catch the Panthers coachless at the Rams or the Cardinals at the Seahawks, the Battle of the Birds. Again, 3.05 on Fox. Then at 3.25 on CBS will be the Bills at the Chiefs for a quick turnaround there. And the Cowboys will play their hated rivals and undefeated rivals, the Eagles, at 7.20 on NBC that night. Monday Night Football next week will be the Broncos at the Chargers at 7.15 on ESPN. We do have a PGA Tour tournament this week, but it's a little weird because it's over in Japan. So the timing for us is a little strange. You can catch the Zozo Championship Round 1 on Wednesday night at 10 p.m. on Golf Channel. There will be re-airs during normal hours. Then Thursday, Round 2 at 10 again. Friday, you can catch Round 3 at 9.30 p.m. on Golf Channel. And the final round will air 10 p.m. on Golf Channel on Saturday, so not Sunday. I'm sure you can catch the replay, like I said, but live will be Saturday night. Hockey season begins Tuesday with the Lightning at the Rangers at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN, followed by the Golden Knights at the Kings at 9. Wednesday, you can catch the Bruins at the Capitals at 6 on TNT and the Blackhawks at the Avalanche at 8.30, also on TNT. Thursday, also new on Hulu this year, the Devils at the Flyers at 6 p.m. and the Stars at the Predators at 7.30. Olympic sports, this is just hilarious, so I wanted to put this in here. Today, Monday, you can catch the Pickleball Championship at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Obviously not an Olympic sport, but I just thought it was hilarious. 
That wraps it up for me this week. Thanks for bearing with me with my voice. I promise next week will be better. If you like the blog or the podcast, feel free to drop a rating or a comment. I cannot thank y'all enough for being consistent listeners. There's a lot going on, but I got your back and I'll catch y'all next week.